Test, test. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 31 of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, because this is when that'll come out. So we want to wish everybody a happy New Year. Um, hopefully that 2023 doesn't hit you like a Waffle House chair. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you know, you catch. know. That was a great catch. <laughs> Yeah, with an all-time kid. Still better hands than Aguilar. But again, if you know, you know. But <laughs> what a weird way to start the show. Weird. Hey, so we're back. We took a bit of a, a break. Just spent time with family, friends, and loved ones and all that. So we appreciate y'all's patience. Plus, um, your, boy, plus your boy turned 26. So I, I, I currently have no health insurance. <laughs> Love our healthcare system. But let's definitely start off the show. Again, you know, we don't always like starting off with a somber note, but we do want to you know, say rest in peace to Franco Harris. I'm gonna do a note. Like you're gonna like celebrate. You're gonna celebrate his life. You're gonna celebrate exactly. his life as well. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, it's so terrible. It's like a, it just yeah, it's terrible as far as the timing of it. And like all, literally, all deaths are. But okay, some deaths are. Um, if we're being <laughs> if we're being honest, but um, look. Credit the Steelers for getting the job done against the Raiders. That was tremendous, even though, like, uh, some might say that that was a game the Raiders should have won. But credit the Steelers for showing up, like, playing like a team when Franco Harris played. Credit them for getting the job done. And that's how you truly want to honor one of the greatest, uh, greatest Steelers of all time. Exactly. And I mean, like you said, it's more a celebration of life. So we just want to say rest in peace to Franco Harris. Um, but well, you know what? I was going to get into the Jags first because New Year, New Jags, and that'll be the title of the show. Um, but you mentioned the Raiders, and I want to get into this just a little bit. All right, I'll do it. Derek Carr's been benched. Yeah. I, I look, look, I don't agree with that. No. like So I, it, we're, we'll get into shout outs at the end of the show, but I, I always listen to our guy, uh, Jim, over at Fan of the Van. He made a great point. Like, yeah, Derek Carr hasn't been playing great this year, but this isn't all on him. It's not. I mean, no. you think about what Derek Carr did for the Raiders last year. He got him into the playoffs. He beat he beat uh the the he beat the popular social media guy Justin Herbert to get to the playoffs in the last game in the last game of the seat uh of the regular season last year. He beat him and got got and went toe to toe with Joe Burrow and the and the potential Super Bowl uh runner up Cincinnati Bengals. He got them there last year and to have more weapons than than what you had last year even though Darren Waller kept dealing with injuries and stuff but you had, like you get Devontae Adams and the fact that the Raiders are ranked in the bottom tier in sacks and you got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby that's not on Derek Carr, even no, though he it, does, even though he's like responsible for at least about sixty to seventy to possibly eighty percent of the games for the Raiders this year. That's not completely on him, uh, and a lot of eyes got to be on Josh McDaniels. Just another Bill Belichick coaching tree that has not worked, that that has not panned out in the well, NFL. And that's the thing, like you, you just you hit the nail on the freaking head right there. So the old, you remember their interim coach last year? Yeah, Rich Bisak. I'm gonna yeah, Bisaki. I was like, I'm gonna butcher his name. Rich Bisaki went seven and five. He did great. He did a really, he did a pretty good job. I thought they would give him the job. On uh, like, I thought so was, too. And if you were gonna get an offensive minded coach, I still go Eric Bieniemy. But like again, there's been a lot of reports. Uh, like sadly, 
Sally not for somebody of a, a other another ethnicity, but like when it comes to you know mm -hmm. somebody of the opposite ethnicity, a lot of red flags get put out of there for no on um, for no apparent reason. There's a reason. He, but we're not here's how I know that here's how I know this isn't Derek Carr's fault. It's partially his fault, but here's how I know it's not all his fault. He is currently tied, and the, the stat everybody will point to. He's currently tied for first place in the league in interceptions. And again, this is a great point that Jim over fan of the van made. Go check him out. Um you know who he's tied with for first place in the league in interceptions? Derek, uh, Derek Prescott. Yep, who has played four less games. So it goes to show that it's not just him. Dak, but Dak is getting praised, and it's because they're winning. It you've got it's not all Derek Carr. When you're fault. winning, it makes everything good. It's like when you cook a bad food, but once you add some seasoning, some Tony Saturday, some like <laughs> uh, some paprika and some stuff, that's the winning. Salt and pepper Absolutely. isn't seasoning. If you disagree with me, fight me. <laughs> That's the flavor to it, bro. Like, if you, it, when you win, it solves and shuts everybody up. It's like paying your bills to the IRS. You pay your bills, they leave you alone. Exactly. So, I mean, here, here's where I'm at with it. Josh Jacob, I think Jacobs is gone after this year. I don't know if you saw that post game interview. I think Jacobs yeah, is gone. Yeah, he's I done. Think, I think he's done. I think he's done with Vegas. Um, he's done, and I don't blame him. He's been I'm, carrying this team. True, but here's the thing: we see a little bit of the kind of Derrick Henry, even though it, it, it has not been Derrick Henry's fault. Mm -hmm. The tight in the Titans organization is bad, but again, how the value of a running back, elite, talented or not, is very low in this in this day and time of football. I agree. Um, it, it's hard and it hurts and it sucks, but it's true. The value of the running back position is has been down. So when I when I take account, like you got an elite run, you got two elite running backs that are going uh, uh, several elite running backs that are going in the free agency. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, um, not Aaron, not Aaron Jones. I think he already signed his extension. Uh, I think he did too. There's actually a group. A Kareem Hunt. Of, Kareem Hunt. There's a look. There's a lot of elite to really good running backs in free agency that's going in. That's going into the offseason. I think Rashad Penny's going to be a free but, agent too. But I don't care. But <laughs> I'm looking at it like this: the because the value of a running back is so low. Mm -hmm. Your GM is like, I don't have to spend a whole money for that guy. I could just go draft somebody and just fill them in mm -hmm. because you got to look at what's more important. Now, that's what what I mean. So the point the point I'm trying to bring to you is this. I'm, I'm saying for Josh Jacobs, I think his value is high right now, along with a few others. But got to be careful with that as far as just jumping free agency. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Hold off. I hear what you're saying. the value of the running back. Well, speaking of, we'll, we'll move on here. Basically, the, the, the one thing I do want to say is uh, it's not all Derek Carr's fault. The fact that he got benched for Stidham is just a, it's a, McDaniels is grasping at straws, but when Stidham also fails again, because it's Jarrett Stidham, it, at this point, you're at a fingers to point. You got to point the finger at McDaniels. I mean, because that's the only thing that's changed in a potentially backwards direction from the previous year. Dog, They're just when, not executing the game plan. It's crazy. When you leave, when you're a Bill, and when you're a Belichick disciple, and you leave Belichick, you're most likely going to struggle. That's just where it we're at. Matter if it's the first year or going in third. We've seen what Matt Patricia did with the Lions. 
we seen what Josh McDaniels is doing for the Raiders. We seen we what, saw Bill, O'Brien, with we seen what too. Bill O'Brien did to Houston. <laughs> what he's doing to freaking Bama. <laughs> he's almost gone. I just got to get, get through this game today. Honor Bryce Young and Will Anderson, and then Bill O'Brien is gone. Here's what I will say. Uh, we Bill O'Brien leaving. You can start the new year fresh. And speaking of new teams and everything, uh, it's a new year and a new Jaguars team. Man, this is – I know you're excited. I'm th- this is wild. This <laughs> is making me so Go ahead and take over. I'll get, I'll get my point. I'll get my points a little bit after. You go ahead and take I- this one. We almost like this is reminding me of the time where we went to the um the AFC championship game a few years ago. Like all, all the Jaguars fans are just like we, we're so used to being miserable, we don't know how to feel. Like, they didn't this have is a great. quarterback. Well, yeah, that's true. Now you have now you have a guy that's starting to like get into the conversation. Uh where some were uh, okay. I'm excited and I do believe go go mm-hmm. ahead. I'll get to my point a little bit later. No, I'm, I'm excited. I think we're moving the right direction. I think that we could be playoff bound right now. We are tied for first in the AFC South with the tiebreaker for the Titans. If we win today, I think we actually clinch. Um, but I would prefer us to win out. Um, we only have Houston and Tennessee. Sorry, today. We're recording this on Saturday. Tomorrow, if we beat Houston and we beat Tennessee, then we go to we clinch the AFC South and we go to the playoffs. And Doug Peterson's first year would be amazing. That's a huge turnaround. It goes to show that again, it's not the players, it's the coach. Vegas, I'm talking to you. It's the coach who can make such a huge difference. Denver, when you have a coach, you. you say who? <laughs> Denver, we're talking to you. <laughs> Carroll, we're talking to you. Well, it goes to show like the coach makes a difference. If the coach doesn't know what they're doing, Urban Meyer, I will call you out until the day I die. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. We got a long list. But I think I, the next episode we gotta do we gotta do a whole episode just talking about coach, terrible like, coaches. Like just coaches in general. We gotta <laughs> like we gotta put pride on that. Like because yeah, let's emphasize the importance of that because a lot of people be forgetting. But we also gotta also understand that. Like it doesn't matter how great a coach is without having great players to or like go along to get them. It's like having a mindset. I believe I can fly, but my body and my talent and God did not bless me with the ability to fly. No matter how hard I believe in that. I wasn't born with wings, but like you, you need both. You need a good coach and you also need good players. You can't just, especially in the NFL, you can't just scheme your way into wins you have to have the talent to actually play at this level because scheme will only get you so far. Again, look at a coach who learned that the hard way, Chip Kelly. You All know, right. He had, so, so yeah. Like, do, answer, do you think before we go down this rabbit no, hole? No, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> answer me. Answer me this real quick. What is What's the up? scheme? What is the scheme of Dove Peterson that he brought to Jacksonville that's made y'all so successful? Like in his first year, I think it's more balance. You know, it's we're, we're relying on the strengths of Trevor, and that's what a good head coach does is they coach up their talent and they re, they lean on the strengths of their star players. You have an incredibly fast running back like Travis Etienne who can also catch passes out of the backfield like a wide receiver. So you have a lot of play actions. You have a lot of screen pass. You have a lot of dump offs. You have a freak of nature athletic tight end and Evan Ingram who not only has a chip on his shoulder but has the ability to make these big plays. So if you use him right in these play actions, quick screens, you know, short to intermediate routes, then you're golden. You don't have to win the game on every single play. So it wasn't just, you know, scheming to play within the strengths of this offense and the strengths of its players, but also scheming to just basically teach up the coach of these young guys. There's a lot of young dudes on this team. 
there's a lot of young dudes on this team. A lot of the starters haven't even been in the league, you know, for a second contract. Outside of, you know, Aluakon's been in the league for a while. Rayshon Jenkins has been in the league for a little while. Shaq Griffin's been in the league for a little while. Darius Williams has been in the league for a little while. I would say probably half of the roster has been, or half of the starting roster at least, has been in the league for a little bit. And I would say the other half of the starting roster is within their first contract, which right, is so saying make, something. All right, so make this real quick, then I'll get to my point. What mm-hmm. def- Defensively, what's been the scheme of the defense? How is it looking? And like what all it needs to like continue to work on? Both like going into the playoffs, because I believe y'all going to win the playoffs, mm-hmm. but also going into the offseason. We need to continue to get to the quarterback better. We need to build up and just continue to build on the depth of our team. You have Trayvon Walker's been starting to come into his own. Josh Allen's been having a little bit of trouble, but it is what it is. Foye Luakon's been fantastic. Um, Devin Lloyd's had a, had a bit of a slump, but he's back at it now. Rayshon Jenkins has been playing his just playing like crazy these last few weeks. Even Dewey's been playing these last few weeks. Like you, you have these players who have the ability, and I feel like one of the biggest things was discipline and motivation. So when you allow these players and you basically help them understand that better, and you you get them to want to play for you, and you have the discipline, you have that motivation, you have that drive, and you also have a coach who knows what they're doing, you can win. The the issue last year was never the talent; it was always the play calling, the game plan, everything. That was the issue last year. So now that we actually have a game plan and we're sticking to it, you can see how far this team can actually go. All right, let me get into my let me get into mine because again, folks, we're short on time because yeah. again, we're broadcasting this on on December thirty first on New Year's Eve. So like as you know, there's a lot of college college football playoffs start today. We'll get onto that a little bit later on as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quick with the Jags, I like what your team is doing and. But I really want to talk about Trevor Lawrence. So going into Trevor Lawrence's career, mm-hmm. he's always been deemed the chosen one. Going right. back to his high school, going back to high school, going back to one Clemson, going back to his freshman year where he won national championship, beat the crap out of my tide, but like that's neither here nor there. Uh, going into being the, uh, the, uh, the without a doubt, the stamp on first overall pick, and it wasn't, and it wasn't gonna be close. Now, as far as the number two pick in that draft, well. We learned some lessons. Well, hopefully, the experts learned their lessons. We'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but with Trevor Lawrence, he stuck because he has Doug uh, Doug Doug Peterson, who is a proven, experienced, offensive-minded coach that has built a chemistry with his quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's helped Trevor Lawrence learn the game. Now his talent is starting to show out. The job that he did against Dallas to be able to like hold that comeback. First of all, you made you made that throw, you made that uh forty plus yard throw uh, touchdown pass to Zay Jones. That was a dot. Line. That was a dot. But the throw of the game was to Zay Jones through the hands of Damian Wilson. Mm-hmm. That was talent right there. That mm-hmm. was literally throwing a football through a keyhole that's the size of a uh, of a nail hole. That and you was can't, that. You can't you, coach raw talent. You cannot coach raw talent. And so when you add that, now the hype of Trevor Lawrence that was going on before he got drafted is starting to get back to him now because mm-hmm. now that now he's winning. But here's where I need to go ahead and press pause on a lot on a lot of this hype. Now careful again, now. Colin Cal- Colin Cowherd. <laughs> again, he's one of the most insane. 
unpredictable and completely open and slash closed mind dudes in all of, like sports media. He said, now Trevor Lawrence is in the class of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, as far as like guys that you will not pick up the phone and make a trade for. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Lawrence is on the verge of being top 10. He ain't there yet. No, he's not top because 10 yet. Like, because right now, him and Justin Herbert are all in the same tier. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about Justin Herbert. He has the talent level. So does Lawrence. Mm -hmm. But until you equate that talent with winning, winning divisions, beating the guys that are already at the top, and winning playoff games and potentially making it to a Super Bowl, you cannot be at that top tier. Patrick Mahomes is number one right now. Even though Jalen Hurts has been spectacular, Josh Allen's Josh Allen, um, in the inferior Josh Allen's the inferior Josh Allen. We understand that. <laughs> Joe Burrow got to the Super Bowl. He's in the top, he's in the top three. Right. We get that. But for Lawrence, and I'm gonna throw and I'm gonna throw Herbert in the same equation. You must win in the postseason to cement where you stand among the best quarterbacks in football. That is how it works. Now, you're not going to trade him because he is one of those talents where if stuff goes wrong, your quarterback can bail you out. Mm -hmm. Lars is in that category. But he's not. But for him to be top tier and among the best in the game, we got to see him. Do, we got to see him do it in January and possibly February. And I hope we do. But let's move on, man. We got a couple topics we got to power through real quick. Uh, Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett. Finally. Finally. That was about time. That was a horrible, horrible decision. I will be the first to admit that I was trying to get Hackett uh, hired down here in Jacksonville. Boy, have, you, have you heard some news about Russell Wilson? I heard what he said. He wished he could play. Not even, not even said. Like, there's been a lot of things that's been going on in that Broncos in the Broncos on like franchise right now, where Russell got office. Um, Which we leave enough. That's true. Ego, he, don't know if that's true. He got an ego. He got a like a a big bad ego as far as just like feeding off the famous. Like the fame's getting to his head as far as I like, can see that with uh you know with who his wife is and stuff like that and i'm hoping mm -hmm. it's not and but the biggest thing is about it he's kind of lost his hunger um in football as far as just trying to win a super bowl but dog like that money that money would change your whole mindset and i'm hoping that's not true with russell i do too because the talent is not off he just can't do all the escaping houdini stuff like he used to but like when you take account that Denver lost their offensive line, the defense, like the whole team is leads the league in penalties. That's on coaching. But Russ the missing, coach is gone. Russ is missing timely throws that he usually makes in his sleep. Mm -hmm. the chemistry is way off with the receivers, and even the receivers are frustrated, and they lost a lot of games. And Dalte averaged around fifteen to sixteen points a game. You can't do that in this. No, NFL. you can't win you games cannot. and average fifteen points a game. But like this week, this week. Look, Broncos already eliminated, and my Seattle Seahawks already got that like that top three pick. The Broncos got to show some signs of improvement, saying showing that it was more Hackett than it was Wilson. Exactly, they have to, because when they go out in this offseason and hire a new coach, hopefully they hire an offensive-minded coach that has experience and knows what he's doing and knows how to lead men and not have people fight on the sidelines where you got a backup quarterback arguing with the defense or the offense. Can't do that.
You no. can't. That's that's unacceptable. I hate this for Broncos country because I do. Res- I, I respect the Broncos. I respect them. Yeah. Like the whole the whole my I respect them. But as a coach, you cannot have grown men fighting on the sideline, and you're not doing anything to go uh, to stop that. But here's the thing: the red flag started week one. When you mm-hmm. did not, when you did not go for it on fourth down and that magnitude of a matchup, that's when it all went south, and that was all the red flags. Mm-hmm. But look, I'm not gonna give him my, uh, Russell's forever my quarterback. He's my all-time favorite quarterback because I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, and I forever got love for him. But this week is big. The last two games are big for him because they got to show that offense got to show it was more Hackett than it was him even though Russell is held responsible and he cannot make those mistakes. But I think next year is going to be better because even though they're stuck with that contract and they don't have a whole lot of draft picks going on in this offseason. I know Seattle's still. They got to fix that offensive line, get Garrett Bowles back. They got to regenerate the offensive line. They got to get the coach that knows how to like, play design scheme and build off of what that and build off what Russell can do well. I believe Denver's going to have a lot more success going next year. If they don't, God help them. Exactly. Outside of that, thank God Hackett is gone because you can't have because that was a mess. And it's not just on Russell. A lot of that no. is on the coach. Well, speaking of other Wilson, it sounds like New York is finally done with Zach Wilson. Again, we were finally talking earlier done. about like, make, uh, like making number two picks. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We were going to get into Let it. Let this be a lesson to the people out there. When you see a quarterback that does not have a good tape or highlights a level on uh, going against elite competition. But they throw bombs against no coverage in a pro day, against no coverage, no pass rush, no adversity. And you want to go ahead and let that skyrocket him over somebody that shows up on tape? Let that be a lesson. (laughs) It's just crazy. We all expect it. Well, what I'm going to do right now is I'm sending you a photo. Uh, Let me know when you get it. But uh, Amazon Prime did the Titans dirty (laughs) a couple days ago. Let me know when you get it. All right. Basically, they put up a graphic talking about the injuries from the Titans over the last two seasons. Apparently, it was the most in the NFL. And it's just, the graphic is nuts. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the game, but we will talk about injuries. But I, I really want to really touch on this before we get into the new year. Yeah, do your thing, man. We'll get back on this like around draft time. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it, but I really want to address this. Why is... Will Levis getting so much height and his stock rising? I don't know. By Mel Kiper, Bob McShay, and they're talking about he should be the like some think he should be the number one quarterback, number one pick in this year's draft over Bryce Young. I have no Bryce. idea. Him and Andrew Richardson. One. And I was about to bring up that was the same. I love why Andy, is Anthony why? getting a bad rep? And I'm I don't, trying not to go the route that I like that I really want to go, that a lot of people want to go when it comes to those two guys, because I actually like Mel Kuyper to a degree and Todd McShay to a degree. Mm-hmm. I actually like them and think that think that they're pretty good at their job when it does not involve quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But you can this whole prototypical quarterback, look, look at the tape. It's in the Bible of sports. Tate, don't lie. No. You can sugarcoat it. You can decorate it as much as you want. At the end of the day, the tape is going to tell you the truth. 
I agree. And like, look, Will Levis may have all the intangibles, but if you look at the big games, it's never really there. Anthony Richardson has all the raw athleticism in the world, but as a Gator fan, as a Gator fan who watched every game this season, I am still questioning why he came out into the draft this year. He wasn't ready, but like, Hey, look, I wish him nothing but the best. Get your bag, do your thing. Nothing but success. I hope it works out. Look, Bryce Young's the best quarterback going into this year's draft. We already mm-hmm. understand that he's the most NFL ready going into this year's draft. Like, pl- plug him in. He's poised. He can handle himself. He'll handle the media. He'll handle any market. He can throw that thing. He can make plays and he can lead. Look, I get the sizes of concern and the injuries, but outside of that shoulder injury where he looked, where it was a slick contact where he failed wrong on his shoulder and mm-hmm. then he came back against Tennessee, dropped over. All- Dropped a 40 ball. We lost, but that's a different story. Dropped a 40 piece against Hendon Hooker against Tennessee after having that shoulder injury. And, bro, he's ready. And he went up against that level of competition. He's the best quarterback in the Alabama Alabama program history. And, and like, he's the best. He's he's top dog. He can run any system. You want to judge him on the height? Look at Drew Brees. Look at Russell Wilson. You want to judge him on the weight? Look at a, a lot of other people. He could gain the weight. That's not an issue. He could take care of his body. That's it's not easy. an issue. He can handle himself both on and off the field. He's poised, and he does not get shook. You think you got him shook. So no lady's going to find a way. He's exactly. NFL ready. I hear you, but we'll get into that around draft time. Check your phone. I want to hear your reaction to this, and I want you to look specifically at Taylor Luan. Man, why they had to put this <laughs> Man, <laughs> they put this dude in a wheelchair. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Amazon Prime did the Titans real dirty. And to be fair, uh, so they have placed a player on injury reserve 83 times over the last two seasons. That's an absurd stat. But they put up a graphic where they put Taylor Lewan I- in a wheelchair. They put one of their other offensive linemen in like a concussion headband. They got another dude with a bum knee. The only one who's standing tall is Ryan Tannehill, and someone else has another thing wrapped around their leg. Like, hey, bro, I'm gonna say this: like, <laughs> the IR has to have really good relations and like relationships with the Titans. They gotta have a good relationship right now. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Look, exactly. I just want to show you that. That's wild. They did it right. dirty. All but right. let's let's hop into other. Like, speaking of offensive linemen, like. What have you been hearing about Laramie Tunsil? Uh, not much. Uh, I don't follow the Titans heavy like that. I just think um, Tunsil's with the Texans. Look, if I'm Tunsil and if I'm the Texans, Laramie Tunsil's value is high right now because like getting an elite uh, Pro Bowl left tackle is rare. Uh, I don't know what if you're the Titans. I, it, it and not the Titans. If you're the Texans. You're playing with house money with Tunzel. You could re-sign him, and I think you're still going to be good with Cap. And mm-hmm. looks like you're going to get Bryce Young. You're going to have the first overall pick going next year. You want you got to protect. You got a little bit of the protection. You got to get the rest. You, but you got the blind side taken care of. Um, but if, you, if you bring him back, look, I have, you do not want to give him that talent. If he ain't a problem in the locker room, don't give him that talent off the. I agree. Year. Unless there, unless there's an offer that you possibly cannot consider refusing that is the only circumstance right now and again i i respect what he wants to do but apparently he wants to get paid he wants to reset the tackle market 
he I'm gonna be honest paid. with you. I, I don't I, I like I don't disagree with that. Because I don't hate it, but if you want top yo, tackle money, play like the top tackle. He's not the top tackle right now. He's been impressive, and he's playing like a top ten if tackle. You're if you're playing that great, plus you know your value and mm-hmm. the market and, and the place that you're at, I'm not going to disagree with that. He's not a running back. He's not a safety. Mm-hmm. He's a left. Ta- he's a blind side left tackle who made the Pro Bowl this year, I believe. He did. He made the Pro Bowl this year. He's been playing really good, and it ain't his fault that his team is losing. No, I'd say do it now. If Houston cannot pay this man, and they're trying to build, and trying to build for the future, or be able to save enough money to be able to get some free agents to try to come while they're while they're going to be building up on the draft, do what you got to do. But if you can pay him and you still got a lot to say, you better do it. You a dog. Star left tackles don't come a dime a dozen. Now, no, you it, say he's not the best tackle. I agree with you because because that's Joe, um, because uh, that's Trent Williams. I got no issue giving him top ten money, but he shouldn't get the number one over. Or he shouldn't get the most money because he's no, not the best. Because you get the high, just because you're the high paid, don't mean you're the best. No, I understand Tom that. Brady, like, Tom Brady's never been the highest paid, and he was the best. I understand what you're saying, but to, it, Kirk Cousins it, was the highest paid, and he ain't even the best. <laughs> you you leave Kirk Thuggins alone now. <laughs> no, we could pick on Kirk all day. Kirk's easy target. What's we'll up? But here's my playoffs. Yeah, here's my thing with Laramie Tunsil. I have no issue with him getting paid like a top 10, top 5 talent. But in, And again, Brock, there are plenty of people who have been overpaid. Brock Osweiler has been paid like yep. – Yeah, again, there's countless examples. But for me, like if you want to get paid like the number one overall, you better be the number one overall. You got a ball so, out, and he's balled out. He's doing well. It's just I, I, I don't know. I would it's pay him like a top it's, five. It's, I don't know if I reset the market. Texans, dog. You got to think as a whole. It's the Texans. Can they do better? Yes, because they ain't got nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. But you cannot just give up a left tackle knowing that you're about to draft the quarterback going this year. You need to have yeah. some type of protection for him. Now, I hear what you're saying. They'll keep him. I just don't know if he breaks, if he resets the market. Uh, if I'm them, I will pay him. Because, like, again, elite left tackles do not come that often. Plus, he's been durable. That's fair. All right, well, let's get into something else that's been going on because you brought it up a little bit earlier. Uh, what are your thoughts on the bowl season, man? Because some of these games bowl have been crazy. Been, they've been crazy. They've been also good. Also, like, Pitt UCLA first, was fun. First thing first, anybody that wants to intern and transfer portal, that's your free will. Um, Anybody that wants to, like, declare for the draft and not play in a bowl game, that is your free will. And yeah. there is no judgment. We understand. Get your bag. The theme of this show has always been we will not disagree or be against anybody that's trying to get their bag. No. Uh, with that being said, the bowl season has been tremendous this year. Uh, there's been a lot of good games. I hated that Georgia Southern lost to Buffalo, but given the injuries that were going on, uh, first of all, shout out to Kyle Van Trees. He set a whole a, – a whole ch- for, we knew this was going to happen. He set mm-hmm. a whole chunk of records. Um, for Georgia, for the Georgia Southern program, and passing with in passing yards, and we called this in week passing, one. We called this. We called we call this before the season started. <laughs> we called this before the season started. We called this a while ago. But shout out, to, shout out to him. Shout out to the ginger general. Uh, tremendous, yes, tremendous way to end your career. Hopefully, hope, hopefully somebody will give you a shot, whether it's in the NFL, the XFL, or like um or the um or the AFL, whichever. Hopefully somebody gives you or, or the USFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully somebody's gonna give you a shot and take a chance on you. Shout out to them and thank you so much. Hopefully Clay Helton, tremendous job. Um, hopefully he'll find another quarterback to be able to bid off of. They'll be able to get like a lot of. Bex declaring back. for the draft. You know that? Huh? 
Bex, our punters, declaring for the draft. That just came out earlier this morning. He got to be a first, he got not, he got to be a draft pick. Draft pick, but he's de- he's definitely going to going to get picked. But I thought you were about to say first round pick. I'm like, hang on now, hang on now. But um, we love but, our guy. But get back get back on topic. Um, bowl season has been tremendous. There've been a lot yeah. of very good, entertaining bowls. Even last night with Tennessee versus Clemson, and that actually caught me off guard because I thought. Clemson was going to win that game, but Tennessee was dominant. You're going to see a lot of stuff. Bowl season is something like the end your season off, but also give you something to look forward to going into next season. Uh, exactly. Alabama account. Look, this is one. It's a tribute, but it's also to pay homage and honor to Bryce Young and Will Anderson, and not to mention the, a lot of the guys on Alabama that's going into the draft next year and give them thanks as well among among the seniors. This is how you want to be able to end off in it with your brothers. That's what you, you're supposed to do. That's what a lot of people want you to do, and that's what you even feel like will be the right thing to do is be able to end off like that. Um, but that's my overall take on the bowl season. It's been it's been really good, better than what most people would thought. It's been fun. It's been a fun thing to watch this year. It's but been. We got more bowls going on. Um, my tie plays in about a few. My tie plays in about like less than an hour uh, against Kansas State. But college football playoff starts today. My, my Gators got smacked. <laughs> Not surprised. First, Not surprised. I'm with Sorry. you. I'm uh, with you. We look awful. But, uh, who you got? Who you got in the uh, college football? Who, who you got winning these these semifinals? You got Georgia versus Ohio State. They got the late. That's the eight. That's the eight p.m. game. But uh, Michigan and TCU play first uh, in the yeah. football. So I think TCU is definitely going to give Michigan a run for their money. Um, I think Michigan still pulls it out. But if you're looking at the um, if you're looking at the spread, I think Michigan at minus eight, at least the last time I checked, is a little ridiculous. I think TCU. I I take Michigan by three or less. As for UGA. I think UGA definitely covers. They have UGA going at UGA sitting at, I think it's a 6.5 or over six and a half. So basically UGA by a touchdown. I think they can do that easy. I think Georgia beats Ohio State. I think UGA dominates. I think UGA beats Ohio State. Off the top of my mind, I think they dominate. Well, Ohio State's have their, like Marvin Harrison Jr.'s plan, which I respect that. But but, um, but when when I find out that Jackson Smith and Jake Bull is not, uh, that like that kind of hurt a little bit as yeah. far as like the chances to really make some noise on that part. Um, as well as that, that they got the other guy along with here. Uh, I can't, I can't remember this dude's name, but like uh, outside of Marvin and uh, Marvin Harrison, but dog defensively, they've been they've been bad. They have not yeah. been up to Ohio State standards. I don't know what no. line they got going on as far as with the defense because usually we're used to hearing the household name. We're used to we're used to hearing about two bosses. Uh, Chase Young, somebody being that dude on like for the defense of Ohio State, and not yeah. to mention like if Ohio State can get Nate Taylor, because this will also make this will also make the college football playoff uh, playoff committee look really bad. Ohio State cannot get killed. Nah, but they, they might not get. Yeah, I, I, I. CJ Stroud. Look, we saw what Jaden Daniels looked against that defense. We saw what Hendon Hooker looked against that defense. I think this is going to be a really important game for C.J. Stroud, especially with his draft stock. Yeah. If you 100%. lose, it's one thing. It's how you lose uh, is a totally different thing because this is how college football is. How matters just more than uh, than you getting it done. How you do it matters more than, well, than you get actually getting it done compared to the NFL. As long as you get it done. Forget the how. As long as you get it done. But yeah, in college football with CJ with CJ Stroud, where he's at right now, 
I don't he's he not I don't think you should take him over Bryce Young given the size and uh I understand he got size I understand he got the arm and the height and everything but that's built for it right now is Bryce Young but CJ Stroud for him you play bad against Michigan mm -hmm. now you have an opportunity to bounce back so think about this how he's built you're going to learn a lot about CJ Stroud today he's got to show up if you lose but you show up good you help your yeah. stock out if you lose and you play bad your, your stock's tanking will tank. Levis really will be one of the top quarterbacks so but i think honestly the game to watch is going to be bama and kansas state i think kansas state's going to give you all a run for your money i, I don't think i got i got respect for him look you beat tcu i got tremendous respect for him especially deuce vaughn uh first of all Deuce Vaughn. No, I gotta send you like next year. I need He's to send you. Beast. I gotta send you the list off of Barstool Sports where it showed the all the uh, like the all college football all name all names team. List mm -hmm. of all college football players with some of the best names in the game. Mm -hmm. I gotta send. You, I gotta send you that. We'll talk about that next show. Oh yeah. But, but dude so, on, I, I, I like him. I, I like yeah, him. I, dude's a stud. But, I mean, that's kind of it for at least for bowl season. I think that that's going to be the next few games to watch. I think it's UGA Michigan. I think UGA repeats. That's kind of where I'm at with it. The way it's looking like, uh, I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, let's get into one last topic before we wrap up the show. Just some final – like, you wanted to talk about final thoughts on 2022, right? Yep, final, yep, final thoughts on that one. I'll let you lead that one off then. Uh, my final thoughts this year is been I've been through a roller coaster of different types of emotion as I graduated with my master's from Bama. Currently job searching on my part. Been through that. Lost a lot of people that uh, I really care about. Um, learned a lot about myself and learned a lot of things that I have to take with me going into 2023, knowing that I cannot be the same person that I was in 2022 uh, going into 2023. I want to continue to grow, pray for good health, continue to take care of my body um but sports wise um i think seattle my my seattle seahawks we got a lot to build on going into next year um just got to continue to build on the offensive line build on defense make good decisions in the front office and we have an opportunity to really change our franchise for the future given if we make the right decisions with the right personnel and i'm hoping that we do that my Atlanta Hawks, uh, we're struggling right now. We're going through it. Uh, had a chance to beat the Lakers last night, but did not get it done. Shout out to LeBron for uh, busting 47 at the like on your birthday, turning 38. So shout out to him. Um, but my Hawks, hopefully we can be able to turn this thing around, whether it's making a coaching decision or just like as a team, watch us find a way to hit our stride and find some type of like some type of run that we could get going. Yeah. Um, with my Braves, I understand a lot of people's upset about losing Dancy Swanson. My brother's on the top of that list, but I believe we're going to be fine next year. I think we're going to handle our business the way we do. Um, next year is going to be really exciting for my uh, for my Braves. I'm hoping that we handle our business and we and we'll be able to like repeat, um, and repeat repeat and keep our crown and our throne at the top of this division. Uh, Atlanta United. I'm hoping that we get back on to being one of the best teams in like MLS. And be able to have, you know, re revigorate the like this fan base and reestablish the dominance that we had the first two years where we got into the MLS. So those are my overall takes of 2022. Um, 
I don't have New Year's resolutions. I don't believe in them, but my goals <laughs> for new uh, for 2023 is definitely uh, secure my job, uh, secure mm-hmm. job within my field. Um, uh, continue to build up, build up my health, uh, continue to build stronger, like keep my weight and maintain, but also just start to get some definition on my body. Um, but really just a job and stuff among, among other things, really one, one big thing that will be huge for me going in 2023 and let's continue to build off this and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully 2023, if we can both get the money right, we can start getting to a visual, uh, a visual type podcast going in 2023. That's my goal. Hey, there but, you go. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess for me on thoughts as well for 2022, like it's been a crazy year. You know, we we started this, um, you know, life-wise, I don't want to get too into it, but busy as always. Uh, sports-wise, my Jags are finally turning things around, being the team that I knew they could be. Gators had a rough season, but you got to start from the bottom before you can go to the top. I had an old football coach used to say, uh, it's a long road from the shithouse to the penthouse, but it's a short fall back down. <laughs> which I've used that quote forever. Um, Yeah, socks look terrible. Uh, I just need my sports team turtle on around this year. So we'll see. But I'm with you. I think the Braves will stay on top of the division. I think we'll be all right, especially as long as the Mets are in it because the Mets will always do Mets things, and I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, but the Phillies has gotten better, and they just got to the World Series, even though they lost it, but still. Yeah, that's true, Um, but I think we'll be all right. Also, one more thing. Alabama, we're going to be back. Alabama fans, (laughs) we'll be fine. We're back. We got a best recruiting class, and it's only going to continue to get better. Nick Saban is still Nick Saban. We just got to make right decisions with the personnel, bringing the right guys that can be consistent, knows how to lead these guys into the right place. Uh, we made a huge, we made a huge hiring, bringing Ha Ha Clinton Dix, uh, who retired, who just signed a one year, a one day contract with the uh, with the Green Bay Packers to announce his retirement with them, who had an outstanding NFL career. Brought him in for culture personnel. He's tremendous with a lot of oh, young dude, talent. Dude, that's awesome. And he's a tremendous guy. I met him several times. Real cool. Knows how to handle his business. Understands the the importance of the standard in the process of Alabama football. We're gonna be we're gonna be fine with the amount of talent that we got bringing in. I'm bringing in. I'm excited about next year. The only thing that I'm gonna be questioning is who who our quarterback is gonna be and what type of offense we're gonna run in the off and the person that's gonna be calling the play calls. Outside of that. We're going to be back. We're going to be fine. This is Alabama football. We're good. Georgia Southern, same thing as well. Build off build off the first year and continue to get better. Fire Bill O'Brien. All right. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> we're going to go and wrap up the show for the day. Uh, so, first of all, before we do that, we want to give our shout-outs to the people who have done the retweets, the five-star reviews, all that fun stuff. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Think About Us podcast, the Unfiltered and Stupid History Minute podcast, the Visit Vegas Places podcast, Austin over at uh, Wrestling World Podcast, Jim over at Fan of the Van Podcast, our guys over at 1420 Podcast, uh, Brutally Honest Sports Podcast as well. We're still waiting to get our invites on some of those podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ever want to reach out to us, let us know. The best way you all can do that is through Twitter at TDSN Pod on Twitter. We're pretty active on there. We get a Facebook page as well. It's a Two Dudes of Sports News on Facebook. Go ahead and give us a follow. Give us a like. Uh, let us know. You'll see whenever we post the show. If you like the show, tell everyone you know about it. Five stars, all the fun stuff everyone tells you to do. Uh, we are on every single podcast platform that I could think of off the top of my head. So let us, or uh, five stars, let us know. Hope you all enjoy it. Thank y'all, thank y'all, and thank you for getting us uh, to where we're at this year. It's been a fun project to do. We're excited to lead into the new year. 
Happy New Year. Be blessed. Take care of your families. Call your call your parents. They are still alive to this day. If you're able to make it, God has blessed you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and we'll see you next time. Peace.